This episode of Masters of the Cinematic Universe is brought to you by Mo DeWitt and DeWitt Law Firm. Maybe you get in an accident chasing down a homicidal liquid metal machine from the future, or a time-traveling car sends you skidding into a truck full of manure. Perhaps a homicidal child cracks your skull open with a paint can this holiday season. Mo understands that every case is unique. If you're injured on the go, just call Mo. Welcome to Masters of the Cinematic Universe. I don't know what that was, but uh, I'm going to go with it. Okay. I don't know what it was either, man. What, nope. What is happening? I don't know. Just having fun. You know? We just got to do what I got to do. They, they hate us because they ain't us. They hate us because they ain't us. They ain't us. What does anus have to do with it? Yeah, right. <laughs> so, what's up, guys? <laughs> hey. <laughs> Uh, we are here today to uh to talk some movies because we're actually doing movies again. Yep. Yeah, yeah, man. It's been a minute. Uh, yeah. That being said, Joe, what's new with you, man? Well, let's see. What is new with me? It's Sherry's birthday today, so happy birthday. Happy, happy birthday. birthday. When this comes out in two weeks, it won't be her birthday anymore. <laughs> but it is as of right now. So uh, I think she's like 21. All right, all right, all right. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, no, that would be creepy because we've been together for 20 years. So, uh. Wow. <laughs> yeah, that'd be uh, very big love mormon like actually yeah it's like i picked it out of you know i went down to the the fresh shop when it, the new models came out and i just picked it off the showroom floor <laughs> oh, no shit. god damn it joe no that's why i did I'm my new york my that's why i did my new york guy voice because <laughs> <laughs> that's how they talk of in new york um, yes. new york I mean, it was a fucking pedophile or something no 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 actually it's more like it's more like um Yo, all them Texas douchebags are a bunch of pedophiles down there. I heard about old McConaughey. All right, all right, all right. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, uh, I think it covered a lot of my what's new in my our last episode, and a lot, a lot, not a lot of time has passed since then. So, not much new. What do you mean? It's it, been it's been a fucking week, bro. Mm-hmm. What are you talking about? <sighs> Only seven days, you know. That's one of my favorite jokes. I'm always like. Oh, not really jokes, but my shit talks. I'm like, man, you like seven days, week. Oh my god! <laughs> are you a are you an extra in a Fast and Furious movie? What is that? <laughs> Pretty much. I would. I, I could have been an extra in Fast and Furious too. Could you have been? I could have. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. it were they place. filming a scene where somebody jumped off of a pier near a <laughs> that pier is in ship? that movie. Is it? Okay. Yeah, well, there you go. Because that movie takes place in Miami. All comes full circle, man. Although, I will say this pisses me off about this. Um, I know it's a Fast and the Furious movie, and I know a fear eventually goes to space. So, that being said, they completely ignore Miami geography. Like, it, the places they go are completely out of order. Like, 
they're heading from, you know, the Venetian Islands or Star Island where all the rich mansions are, which is near South Beach, to Homestead, and they go the wrong way, like when they're filming. <laughs> so, like to me as a Miami, and that pisses me off. You got to suspend disbelief in a movie where a car can shift up twelve times, man. Yeah, I, I, I am. That's why I said. That's why I precursed that with instead of Vero to space. <laughs> That was the most realistic scene in the whole fucking movie. Yeah, because Ludacris and Tyrese would go to space in a hero. You know, yeah. I wish like they, they showed another scene where it was just like the two of them getting high. And then, like <laughs> they just imagined they were in space in the Fiero. <laughs> I would have enjoyed that more. Like it didn't the actually happen. The Fiero was fucking parked. Yeah. Yeah. The Fiero was parked behind like a um like a space themed like laser tag building. <laughs> like, yes. A, Hundred percent better movie already. And they're just high in the car and they look <laughs> over. And like, <laughs> Yo, are we in space, son? Yeah, I'm in. I'm Luda. in. Yeah, that movie almost single handedly killed that whole franchise. I don't know. They're making Fast X right now. Mm-hmm. Well, that's what I mean. Almost, they, they, yeah, almost single handedly killed it, but then they uh, brought and, it back. And apparently, so. Wonder Woman's in for it. Uh, although I, okay, this is a kind of a what's new for me. You know how I started watching this DC shit. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I started watching it just as they decided to get rid of it. Yep. <laughs> also, HBO Max, for some reason, I started watching Wonder Woman. I watched the first 15 minutes of it, then went back the next day to watch it, and it's not on HBO Max anymore. Oh, they took it off HBO Max. Holy shit. Yeah, that new that new Discovery Channel CEO dude who runs the thing, he's a lunatic. He's a fucking lunatic. But it's the only movie of the entire like series of movies that's missing. Well, if there is a movie that should be missing, it's that in the second one. Yeah. Yeah. Because they are fucking awful. Oh, because Doug doesn't Ooh. like women in leading roles. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's, <laughs> yeah, that's yeah, absolutely that's what it is. Absolutely. But, no, what's your feelings like, about She-Hulk? I just, I love She-Hulk. <laughs> I thought She-Hulk was great. Miss Marvel? I, I liked but Wonder Miss Woman, Miss Marvel's man. also fucking great. Okay. <laughs> nice. Yeah. My problem is with Gal Gadot, because she can't act her way out of a fucking paper bag. <laughs> oh, yeah, no. She is an awful actor awful she just can't do it she's a model and she's very good at that but she cannot act and i mean the first one is watchable i i I don't know it's not watchable right now because it's not on fucking hbo max the first one is watchable i made it through it and i i've probably even watched it maybe once or twice since but the second one the eight wonder woman 84 is just it's god awful. Isn't it right. took me three separate sittings to get through that fucking movie. So I have watched Man of Steel, Batman okay. versus Superman. Okay. The four hour Justice League movie. Oh, mm-hmm. um, Snyder Cut. Aquaman one. Mm. That's not good. Um no. both Suicide Squad and the Suicide Squad. Okay. Different flavors. Uh the the Suicide Squad is way better. <laughs> Yes, it is. Um, and I think that might be it of the ones I've seen out of the. Well, what, what else is there? What am I missing? Uh, the first fifteen not, minutes of Wonder Woman I saw. Yeah, not a whole. Have lot, you seen man. the first the the? Who is it? Whedon, the the Justice League cut, the original, the theatrical. Is it is the same fucking movie? Right, just longer. No, it's no, different. totally. It, different. Why, how is it different? It's totally different. Is it so, different because it's missing scenes or different because there's different scenes in it? Different scenes in it. So Snyder had a family tragedy halfway f- through filming the Justice League movie. He left the project and they brought on Joss Whedon. And they wanted Joss to marvelize this shit. 
you know, because right. look at the runaway success of the fucking MCU. Yeah. So he changed the tone and it was a lot of jokey, jokey shit. Hmm, maybe I'll if like you it watch that, yeah, watch the th- theatrical and it's like someone doing a bad impression of a Marvel movie. Also, right. what's the gray version? Like, why are there so the many versions yeah. of the same it's fucking a, movie? This is black and white. Um, I, Man of Steel was the trailer for Man of Steel is the best superhero movie ever fucking made. <laughs> it's fuck. It brings a tear to my eye because the movie itself wasn't. The movie itself was not. No, it was. It wasn't awful, but it, you know it was because he wasn't Superman. He, he he wasn't fucking Superman. That's why. Because yeah. that's not Superman. That's not how Superman acts or how Superman is. Yeah. The the, so. the murder at the end was. <laughs> Was yeah. a real device. I will say DC <laughs> has no problem just destroying cities and killing people. Yeah, yeah. very true. Like um, in Marvel, like the city gets destroyed, but the people stay alive for some reason. They're, you never see like just gratuitous death of citizens. Right. In DC, oh, let's kill everybody. Mm-hmm. Oh, mm-hmm. I also watched Black Adam. Oh God, Black yeah. Adam felt like that movie was made in 1999. Oh, man. And I watched Shazam. Right? I like Shazam. Shazam. Is good. I like Shazam a lot. I like that it's one. It's just too. the movie Big, right? Like pretty much, right? Yeah. Exactly. That's exactly yeah. it. And I think it's cool. that Zachary Levi is. He's a crossover. He's a yeah. he's a Marvel and a DC guy. Yeah. Um, I don't know what else. I what else is there? Is there anything else I'm missing out there? I know there's a Harley Quinn movie I didn't watch. You're missing oh, the really Birds great of Prey. Yeah, Birds I didn't watch that. That wasn't good. You're missing the Joker, and you're missing. The Batman. Those are yeah. in the thing. No, they're they're canonically not within the DCEU, right? But they're better movies. Yeah, so I was trying to like go and I was trying to finish that. So that's the fucking problem I have with DC. Why does there have to be fifty different Batmans and fifty different Supermans? And I know. Um, and is the Flash a movie or a TV show? Do I need to watch it? <laughs> like the TV show is different from. The movie and the movie yeah. is probably never going to be released because. But is it the know. same fucking weird guy that's in fucking uh? No, no, different actor. No, I like the Flash TV show. I got to be honest with you, it's corny. It's like CW corny. Right, okay. my cousin's a huge fan. I will huge tell you fan. that Cyborg from Doom Patrol is way cooler than Cyborg from Suicide Squad. It's a different actor. Oh yeah, hundred percent. In a different it's costume, got, it's got and a different he's way fucking cooler. But the Flash TV show is good. It's a guy named Grant Gustin. Um, has nothing to do with the DC movies until they do Flashpoint on the TV show and the guy Ezra Miller who plays the Flash in the movies guest appears on the TV show as an alternate version of the Flash. Right. So it's all fucking. And the, that's the, other the problem idea I have of the movie. With the, yeah. the guy from the movies is the fact that I just got done watching Fantastic Beasts and he was the fucking crazy weird kid. Yeah, see, my oh, yeah, problem yeah. with that is that he's a lunatic in real life. <laughs> yeah, he's like a cult leader. <laughs> he looks yeah. like it. He has that look. <laughs> oh yeah, it's, he looks like a, a. He looks very Amish. Very Amish. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Something about him just looks Amish, and that's a cult. He's he's <laughs> Kanye level mentally ill. That's the problem. Like he's seriously committable mentally ill. Uh, the Amish are like a help. cult of no electricity. <laughs> <laughs> but you know they're what's just fu- angry German people that's all they are yeah, yeah. Amish. but you know what's fun about Ezra Miller is that he um, 
all the allegations out there about him are fucking horrendous, but they know that flash movie is going to make money. I know. They yep. know it. They fucking mm-hmm. know it. And they were, they gave him like an opportunity to say, you know, go to rehab and apologize. And we will put this movie out. If you don't do those things, we'll sue the shit out of you. And, uh, they're gonna make flash two three four mm-hmm. five man it's it's sick yeah it's fucking sick yep. um although i will tell you my favorite um justice league team up is the last episode of peacemaker where they show up too late to do anything and he and fucking just so tells great. them to suck his dick when it's so fucking great he's like oh thanks mm-hmm. for finally fucking showing up you fuck you guys yeah oh i yep. love it i love it so much nope an aquaman fucking fish yeah right yeah yeah mm-hmm. <laughs> Does Aquaman really fuck fish? Yes, he fucks fish. <laughs> uh, Peacemaker's the best. He's the fucking... Him and Vigilante are my favorite, too. Uh, mm-hmm. Just the interactions between the two of them are so great. Oh, it's fantastic. Uh, you know, what? it's funny, I know a lot of... Not to prolong this, but... My cousin included. He he loves Peacemaker. I, 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 I might have... Overstepped on that. He does love Peacemaker, but he doesn't. He he thinks the original Suicide Squad is better than the Suicide Squad because he what? he's not a fan. He's not a fan. He he's he has a hard time getting his head around the whole kaiju thing. The fucking giant starfish. He thought that that was amazing. That's what made it so great because it's ridiculous. No, no, no. Well, it's funny because we watched it while he was here over New Year's. I don't even and, remember who the villain of Suicide Squad was. And that now. was well, it's it's a Mayan. And I just God. watched it like two days ago. But that's what my co- my cousin's point was that everybody bitched about the the lack of a villain in Suicide Squad, but that you know the starfish was stupid in the Suicide Squad. But I'm like, uh, it's a fucking kaiju. It's yeah. a goddamn Godzilla old god kaiju. It was so much fun. It. I know it looks like a starfish and it's goofy, but that's just James Gunn being James Gunn. Yeah, and Did then you, fucking, I mean, it, it made but, me actually like care about Capaldi, who I hate in Doctor Who. Right. But this is like fucking Cthulhu level old god shit. Like there's yes. nothing cooler than that. You know? And also and also important to note that Starro is an established old school comic book villain. Right. Exactly. Yeah. And, so but it, it's not my, CGI devil god. My cousin's mm-hmm. opinion, because he's always been a DC guy. My cousin's opinion is is a popular opinion among the hardcore DC fans. Like that they don't, they're angry now that that gun's in control and that he's going to change everything. Uh-oh. He's going to gunify it, so to speak. Also, I could not and, watch Steppenwolf because everything just kept fucking flipping around on him the whole time. Like, this is the stupidest yeah. like character design. <laughs> yeah, it was bad. It was bad. It really was. My man was a walking screensaver. And- <laughs> yeah. Exactly. So anyway, we did, are we just going to turn this into a master's class on DC shit and call it a night or what? <laughs> uh, we actually got a movie we got to do. We do. We do. We do. Um, we do. Speak, and it's late and I'm old. Speaking I'm of here. kaiju level fucking right? like God like beans. I'm so old guys that it's late. It's past my bedtime and I just ate a pudding. <laughs> okay. It's also so, 11, 11. Well, it was 11, 11. 11. 11. So we got to get this shit show on the road. guys. Come on. We do. Come on. All right. So Come let's, let's, uh, let's talk about why we're here today. Um, oh God. Uh, are, is this episode mm. going to be able to be released or is it going to have to get pulled because we're going to get, you're going to have to pull it, man. But the good thing about it is that no matter how good the episode is or isn't, there's going to be interest in it, buddy. People are going to try to download it. 
Find yeah. this shit on fucking LimeWire. Yeah, it's never going to be theatrically released, though. No, 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 no. Um, and that's okay. Yeah. So that's the, the one bit of trivia about this movie that I actually paid attention to. I'm sure there's a whole bunch more. Yeah, but, I was honey-dicked by this fucking movie. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you were. Mm-hmm. Oh. <laughs> so, uh, God, we're doing the interview. It, it, it's the movie with James Franco and Seth Rogen go to North Korea to interview Randall Park as Kim Jong-un. <laughs> yes. It's, Which, a, it's, a, it's a unique piece of cinematic history in that this was, it, it sparked an international incident, which is fucking yeah. crazy. Yeah. That a Seth Rogen movie did that. Oh yeah. And like, it's all cause they use real names and real places and real people. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, also it was probably true. <laughs> like, you know, yeah, just I, saying there's, there's elements to it that are, you know, fucking unapologetically true. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, like the Eminem bit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> which i may play in its entirety <laughs> oh, oh god i will tell you the uh some of the clips in this one are, get lengthy uh, um i i had to literally cut six minutes out of one of the clip because it was just way too long i was like i can't even for me this is too long holy shit but that was the actual interview of kim jong-un at the end i'm like i the whole movie is called the interview and it's about this interview i can't cut the whole fucking interview out but I had to cut some of it because it was just too long. It was 15 minutes before I cut it. Holy shit. <laughs> yeah, I was like, man. we're not doing this. I'm like, even I would have quit the show. I'm like, even I yeah. wouldn't do this. Um, no. So anyways, this movie starts with this beautiful rendition of a Korean folk song called uh, Fuck America. <laughs> Basically, it's this, this little girl singing about how great Kim Jong is and how great North Korea is and how terrible America is. And... um something about me believes this song is probably saying at you know birthday parties in in north korea just because propaganda um i'm gonna have to like make political like statements in this just because this movie's about this but as far as like i've been presented evidence to uh north korea is not the best place in the world it's not no it's not like disneyland it's not really the place you want to go um and whether or not I know for a fact some of these things are true or not, there are going to be some things that get called out in this movie because this is kind of like the viewpoint of the majority of the world, I'm assuming, about this this country. So I don't want a nuclear weapon fired at me, and I don't live in Boston. No? No. I'm trying to get redirected here. I just don't know. I feel like for some reason since this movie got like taken out of theaters, we should at least give some kind of disclaimer here. Yeah, I mean, you know, like I said, historically important to note, this movie was announced and North Korea was really not happy about it Uh, to the extent that it it appears that like threats were made. Oh, yeah. If you, you know, release this fucking movie, we are going to retaliate in some way. Theaters were afraid to play it because they were directly threatened, you know, with attacks. Um it was a big fucking hairy deal and even beyond that uh, uh, sony was hacked into and a lot of the stuff that that you know a lot of that information that was gathered was released to the public and they blamed that on north korea itself and there's a lot of you know back and forth as to whether or not it was actually them but so much shit came out about this movie people's salaries fucking internal emails even emails about this movie where executives were like, yo, this is not that funny. 
Like like every little bit of inside baseball yeah. was fucking out there. It was crazy. Crazy shit. Mm-hmm. Um people's careers were temporarily damaged, you know, within the in the film industry. Um yeah, th- this was this was a big middle finger to um Kim Jong Un. Yeah. And, and I, I will say if you've never seen this, um it's on YouTube. Um this is actually one of like the really I don't know, like saying good things about North Korea necessarily, but this is one of the interesting things you can see online. If you ever watch, they have these like I can't remember it's called like the um, the grand ceremony or whatever, and literally everybody in the country participates in this thing. And they get these cards and they flash them in the in like this a stadium, and it makes like pictures and art and all kinds of crazy. It's it's like the mm-hmm. coolest fucking looking like spect- spectacle ever. Um, although I mean, you know, what it's for might not be the best thing, but it looks really cool visually. Um, I can't remember what it's called, but I, I remember watching this once and I was like, holy shit, this is pretty like uh, interesting. Yeah. And this movie itself too, you got to remember predicated a lot on um, real world events like, uh, yeah. you know, Dennis Rodman going to North oh, God, Korea. Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah. And, and basically being very impressed with this guy and, you know, becoming his best friend. Also, I will say the casting of Randall Park into this role was the most brilliant thing ever because I believe Randall Park. Like, he oh, sold he was, this to me. I don't think anyone else could have done as good a job as he did in this movie. No, he was very good. He was funny. He was endearing. Charismatic. Yeah. yeah. But he also, when it when when the flip does eventually come, like, he delivered on it. Oh, hell yeah. So, like, he just, he just fucking killed this character, like, it being so good. All right. So, getting on to the, the Korean girl singing this korean national anthem which basically has a bunch of lyrics that are anti-america um and then as she finishes the song a nuclear missile takes off behind her and we start getting a bunch of news stations reporting on the uh controversial actions of north korea as well as commenting on the leadership of one kim jong-un um which aside from this movie i wouldn't be able to tell you which Kim Jong it is. They're all Kim Jongs. I don't know what the difference between Oon and Ill and whatever it is, but I just know this one is Oon. <laughs> mm-hmm. All right. This is going to lead us into our first clip here just because it's Eminem and like, it's so funny. Like um, we meet, we meet our, our heroes for this movie. Uh, Dave mm-hmm. and Aaron uh, played by James Franco. Who's not the good Franco and uh, Seth mm-hmm. Rogen. Um, I will say a lot of times when I'm watching, I'm like, fuck, James and Dave Franco look so much alike. Like, so much alike. Yeah, but yeah. luckily for, for Dave, enough to be different. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Than, than yeah. David. Well, okay. Dave also, you know, he's got, you know, the best thing he could have at home. What, oh, okay. Yeah. You know, you, know, you know who Dave's married to. Mm-hmm. No, I don't. Oh, really? I do, but I forget. Allison Brie. Oh, all right. Yeah, so I, I, I'm not like, impressed, but that's okay. that, that's like the number one on my list of celebrities. So like, yeah, the, okay, the one see. if you get the pass, that's the one you go for for me. At she's least. a she's I right. see I got got to be right. got to be Annie though from Community though. Mm-hmm. Now on the, on the last episode, okay, I, are we going now? Are we now going back to? Matthew McConaughey from the last movie being a pedophile. Well, she was, mm-hmm. she was about in Annie? college, which means she's over eighteen. So oh, okay, but okay, season right, five all right, all right. or season six of Community. <laughs> all right, that way we're enough. clear. All right, all right, all right. Fair enough. 
So you talked about meeting our heroes in this movie. On our last episode, I talked about how Ben Affleck portrayed a douchebag so genuinely that I believe he is truly a douchebag. <laughs> yes. This movie, Mr. Franco is such a fucking insufferable <laughs> asshole that I have a hard time believing that that's just not <clears throat> really him. Also, I believe this is how the relationship between him and real life Seth Rogen goes too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Seth Rogen's always trying to cover up the shit that he's fucking up. Yeah. Yeah. I almost don't believe he's playing a role in this movie. Well, no, in his case, I don't know that he actually is playing a role. Yeah. You know, yeah. Affleck, we know. Yeah, yeah. That was that it was just a great performance. This is not this is just I think it's just him being himself. Probably pretty accurate because he is a douchebag. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Um so, so it, it, the, the the point of it is Dave, played by James Franco, is uh, Dave Skylark of this, like kind of like an entertainment tonight show, uh, like a TMZ almost. And, um, you know, his producer, played by Seth Rogen, his name is Aaron. And the show starts out with them interviewing Eminem. So here we go. We now turn to the hostile nation of North Korea. The rocket they are testing is believed to be big enough to reach the west coast of the United States. Today, an official of the United Nations tried to tell the world, so there will be no mistake that we are living in the midst of a modern-day Hitler. A young, untested leader with nuclear ambitions. Kim Jong-un. Kim Jong-un. We are talking about Kim Jong-un. Good evening. I'm Dave Skylark. Tonight, we are joined by 13-time Grammy winner, Oscar-winning songwriter, Detroit's own Eminem. He'll speak with us about his new album, which has been mired in controversy concerning lyrics that some view as demeaning to the elderly. Tonight, on Skylark Tonight. And action. It's hell to be shady. Yesterday, I yelled a degrading insult at an elderly lady. Then I asked her how it felt to be 80. F word, a senior citizen. Suck a wiener, sit and spin. <laughs> Suck a wiener, sit and spin. It's funny. And why you drive so slow for? Don't you want to get where you're going faster since you'll probably die tomorrow, you old whore? Die, old bitch, die before I murder you. What do you mean by this, M? Well, first of all, I feel like when I rap, like, people twist my words. Okay, but can you see how an old person might say, I think what this guy is telling me, this Eminem, is that I should go kill myself, and I, you know, I don't like that. I mean, I don't necessarily rap about the things that I hate. It's more about the things that I fear. I get you. You know, it's like if I say something about women or yes. whatever. I think a lot of that is more or less me just dealing with issues with, you know, old issues with my mom or whatever. With your mother. And yeah, or, or, you know, when I say things about gay people and people think that my lyrics are homophobic, mm -hmm. you know, it's because I'm gay. Um, <laughs> when I rap about violence Wait. or, you know, sound like I'm promoting violence. I think that, uh, you know, it's more or less what? because, what? you know, it's kind, of about, uh, it's kind of about me just, you know, confronting it. What did he just say? Wow. Wait, can no. we play this? He what said he was gay. Did he just, he Dave? Did he just say Dave? he was gay? We're pretty sure in the booth. We just heard him say he was you know, gay. M, let's just back it up a moment. You just said 
that you were gay? Um, and I'm just curious what you meant by that exactly. I mean, I'm gay. Uh, I'm just a little confused here because gay can mean a lot of things. I am a homosexual. Meaning? I like men. What the fuck just happened? Eminem just said he was gay four times. That's what the fuck just happened. Holy shit. Holy shit. Eminem's gay on our show. Eminem's gay on our show. Oh my God. Eminem's gay on our show. Eminem's gay on our show. Eminem's gay on our show. Change the Chiron. Eminem gay? Question mark, exclamation mark. Dave, keep him talking. Keep him talking. Oh my God. Holy shit. Put you on gay Eminem. This is the greatest moment in gay history. Are probably shocked by what you're saying right now. I'm more shocked that people haven't figured it out yet. I mean, it's kind of like I've been playing gay peekaboo. Gay peekaboo. Yeah. But, um, camera one. Camera one. Shut it off. No, shut it off. Get the fuck out of here, Daryl. I am Marshall's publicist, and I'm telling you to pull a fucking plug right now. This is gold. I am not cutting this interview off. This is the best interview we've ever done. I'm about to do this. Now get out of here. Stop. Get him the fuck out of here. you and everyone you love. Thank you. Dave, look, I got the lyrics. Say what I say. What did you mean when you rapped? I said nice rectum. I had a vasectomy, Hector. So you can't get pregnant if I bisexually wreck you. I pretty much just been leaving a breadcrumb trail of gayness. I see that now. You know, but yeah, actually, Hector, Hector was a was a real person. Hector and his rectum were real. Holy shit! Dude. Dude, Eric, bring it in. Oh my God. Bring it in, big boy. Oh my God. What the heck just happened? Real Slim Shady just stood up. Oh, That's what the fuck just happened? This is like Spike Lee just said he's white. I can't believe what's happened. You're the man. You're the man. You're the man. You're the best. <laughs> You're the best. You're the best. All right, listen. Unreal. I'm gonna go get my makeup off. I want you to meet me downstairs. I got something to show you. All right, I know that was a long clip, but I wanted to like show who these people are. Like, what the, the what they consider to be news. Like, the biggest story they've heard was Eminem saying he was gay. Yeah, it, I don't, right out of the gate, like, it's funny for me, but it's also, you know, in a movie where they're like, hey, guys, just riff. Yes, you know what I mean? okay. Um, like, Ghostbusters, like Bill Murray, like, those guys, you know, it, it felt like they did that, and they just, like, who directed this movie? Do you know? Uh, Evan Goldberg. Goldberg? Who? Yes. Evan, Evan Goldberg. Goldberg. Oh, Evan. Evan Goldberg. Yeah. It feels like Evan gave them a little too much leeway. Well, they both directed it. I mean, him, him and Seth Rogen yeah. are officially but listed I mean, as directors. But okay. if, you, if you're a Seth Rogen fan, this is right up the alley of every other Seth Rogen thing. Like, I, think, yeah. I think so. I think so. It you fits know, like Pineapple Express, Super Bad. Um, uh, this is the end. Um, you know, well, this was this was like peak Rogan times. No, like he was he was sort of a golden child at this point, right? Uh, yeah, this might be on the downside because this is like this is 2013 or 2014. 2014. I yeah. think his his main was around 20, 2008, 2007. Okay, but I—I I mean, I could be wrong because I remember Super when Superbad came out. That was like the hype. Pineapple Express, uh, Neighbors. Yeah, no, Superbad was the start of it. Yeah, like, he, that was before he was that well known. Yeah, um, then we got that whole crew—the Jonah Hill, the 
um, Danny McBride, uh, Craig Robinson even came on big with them, even though he was already kind of big at the time. Yeah. This, this movie came across as like, um, you know, you guys have the key to the city, do whatever you want kind of situation. Or like it came across as we're never going to put this in theaters anyway. So who cares? (laughs) (laughs) Um, but the, the reason I'm pulling these certain clips is like, I'm trying to build a narrative here of, like the arc of character change throughout this movie because in the beginning they're worried of like the biggest thing they've ever most important thing they've ever talked about is the fact that Slim Shady came out to be gay. Yeah. yeah. And as you as the movie goes on you'll see a progression in like the way the interviewing takes place and how the growth at least a little bit I guess whatever growth you can Sorry. say he has this movie he has. Um but after they finish shooting this uh, Dave takes Aaron out to a surprise party that they're holding for, um, you know, the celebration of having a thousand episodes have aired now. Um, and while they're all like getting it on, uh, and having a good time, Aaron runs into like, um, a guy he used to know from school, uh, played by Anders Holm, which I fucking love that cameo. Cause, uh, I was like workaholics. That's another one of those shows I really enjoy. Um, and, uh, he basically like criticizes him for being such a sellout and how like what he's doing is not important, how he's working on 60 minutes. I do like, um, uh, Aaron's rebuttal, like, Oh, six. So you really did a lot there since you've been there for the last 80 years. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's a great line. Um, but at the same time you can tell, like, it really is kind of like touching a nerve with him. Like, yeah, you're doing real news stories and I'm sitting here talking about Eminem's gay. And, uh, I, I do like that. I like the contrast in the characters here because for as silly as he is, Seth Rogen in this movie, his character really does seem to be the one who actually cares about doing something good and like the right thing. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. He he Um, plays a good straight man, dude. Like, you know, I'm not, I'm not used to that. So, but like him as the straight man in this movie, it works. Yeah. And I'm just looking now, this is sort of the end of it for him. Yeah. As As far as that kind of, comedy it was that in 22 jump street in 2014 then after that i mean he did uh steve jobs which was serious yeah and you know he had the league he was in a couple episodes things like that sausage Dirty, Party Dirty was 2016 <laughs> yeah but otherwise yeah like he moved away from that yeah this is kind, kind of, of one stuff. of the last movies his last hurrahs almost yeah as far as yeah. the comedy goes um uh, next, you know, they get back to he's this is kind of just driving the point home that he's like he's starting to really hate what he's doing because uh, you get Rob Lowe in there as the interview and he's basically revealing that he's bald and he's been wearing a hairpiece, <laughs> which it looks so funny. Yeah. Um, also, it shows that like uh, Dave has a way of connecting with people and getting them to open up. Like uh, as much of like a dick as James Franco is, like the character he's like, oh, you don't look bad, man. I I, I was expecting me and like. You can see like he's getting someone to be comfortable with him by the fact that he's willing to be kind of nice to them no matter what. Um, which also goes to building into the character for later development in the movie for the plot moving forward. Um, while they're taping, though, they're interrupted by a news story on North Korea. Uh, once again, um, you know, nukes have been fired. Or was it the fire that had a parade going on of the nukes? I don't know what it was. There's something more just showing off the fact that they have nuclear weapons in North Korea. Um, and when they're done, Aaron pulls Dave aside outside and he says, look, we need to start doing more serious stuff. Um, basically like 
I, I'm tired of being the laughing stock of the news industry. <laughs> like, are we even really news at this point? Um, and Dave, Dave agrees, you know, okay, we can, we can do with this. Um, I got the next scene here just to kind of, once again, drive a point home. Plus this kind of moves the plot forward a little bit. This is not a joke, okay? Well, I think you're being kind of condescending. What? Yeah, shut, 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 shut up. Shut up. I'm on the phone, okay? Dude, so fuck, man. That was John Kerry's office. Forget that oak tree looking fuck. This tops it. <laughs> the Times printed about about North Korea. Read the bottom. After all the the death camp shit. Although <laughs> Kim Jong Un rallies his people with cries for the destruction of the United States of America, he is known to be an avid consumer of American entertainment. His favorite shows are The Big Bang Theory and and Skylark Tonight. Oh, oh. This is great. This is what you were talking about. I interview this guy. Are you talking to me, man? He's the most reclusive leader on the planet. It's not going to happen. He lives in North Korea. We can't go there. Dave Skylark gets in anywhere. Do you remember that club? Three-month waiting list. <clears throat> First night. I don't think it's quite the same thing. Well, there were a lot of Asian girls there. It's impossible, Dave. Here's what we're going to do. We're going to do that interview. Everyone is going to take you super duper seriously and then you're never gonna leave me north korea is in the olympics right i bet they have an office that is set up to communicate with the olympic committee so there's probably some infrastructure for communicating with the outside world through that good right? idea those wheels are turning if i leave a message for that office yeah they may be mm -hmm. if they're a fan of the show mm -hmm. that could actually work mm -hmm. we could interview the most famous man on the planet yeah that would be the biggest interview ever yeah. guys 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 i don't know if you've heard this but some pictures just came out where it looks like McConaughey's fucking a goat. McConaughey goat fuck? McConaughey goat fuck. Uh, okay, we obviously have to have him on to do that, so we should put that together. But we're doing this North Korea thing, okay? okay. First thing tomorrow. Book him, though. Okay. Book him. Get him, get him, get him. Get the goat. I'm on him. Get the goat. <laughs> Got some questions for that goat. Bah right, bah right, bah right. Oh, <laughs> how long were you waiting for that one? Holy shit. <laughs> Okay, so you see the progression. Um, so what I like about the farm. <laughs> <laughs> I can't even fucking do it. Oh, that's sheer brilliance. Uh, so anyways, uh, you see that the, he, he gets the opportunity to interview this guy because he's a fan of the show. Uh, which is, I guess, poking fun at the Rodman thing, where he was a fan of Rodman, so the Rodman yeah. came there. Oh yeah, totally, totally. Yep. Um, but it's interrupted by the fact that there's a more pressing matter right now, which is McConaughey fucked a goat, <laughs> or looked like he fucked a goat, and they want to interview the goat now. McConaughey, <laughs> get the goat. Yeah, I did I got find some that very funny. For that goat. I also found it funny that he he immediately conceded like yeah obviously yeah. we gotta obviously we gotta do that <laughs> I know yeah, yeah. <clears throat> uh, so uh, next Aaron um, he reaches out trying to get a hold of somebody at the you know Demo Democratic People's Republic of Korea um, and uh, he goes into a party and he comes out and his phone rings and he does the most like insulting like Asian accent ever <laughs> oh, <laughs> thinking that Dave's prank calling him. And it turns out to actually be someone who's representing North Korea um, from Suk Suk uh, Suk Young Pak, something like that. That sounds maybe. 
Uh, I'll say this this was for me the funniest part of the movie was uh Seth Rogen apologizing three times in a row. <laughs> oh my god, yeah. I'm so first by saying, Me so sorry. I mean <laughs> <laughs> like that shit fucking killed me. It was pretty good. <laughs> so then they um they tell him, Meet at these GPS coordinates, and he's like, I have no idea where that is. Fifty miles north of Dong Peng. Did you just say Dong? Yeah. Uh, and then we get this cool little montage of him going to China and hanging out with a bunch of cool people, eating weird foods and taking selfies and seems like having a damn, you know, good time on this right? trip. He was having a good time. Um, and it, you know, it falls with him like hiking up to the top of this like picturesque mountain, um, which I'm assuming has to be near the North Korean border. And, uh, he collapses as he gets to the top of the mountain. There's like some weird bug climbing on his face when he wakes up uh, to the sound of a helicopter approaching. Um, and as the helicopter approaches, a bunch of soldiers run out and grab him. And I just love the music whenever she comes on to be a badass. That like, yes. Um, and then suit comes out, uh, who immediately tells him he can have an interview, but the questions are going to be written for them, and it's going to be here at this certain time. You have twenty four hours. And like he's, I love his. You couldn't just tell me this on the phone. Fucking <laughs> come to China for yeah. this. Um, and then you get this weird the, the ultimate this could have been a meeting yeah you know? um, I mean honestly I'm the guy that I'd rather take the trip to China and do all the fun Chinese shit but you know I can see how this could you know wasted a bunch of time and resources um, and then uh, we got this weird scene where he's just begging for the bottle of water I don't really understand that but okay um, uh, now we got another quick quick clip here of uh, when he gets back to America and he's telling uh, Dave about you know what's going on uh, how they're going to have this interview as always I'd like to thank my guest Joe Gordon-Levitt before we go I have a very special announcement with the help of my outstanding producer Aaron Rappaport I've secured the most important interview of the 21st century. Three weeks from tonight, I will be traveling to Pongang, North Korea, to conduct the first <laughs> globally broadcast interview with President Kim Jong-un. I am deeply humbled and profoundly honored to accept this most awesome responsibility. Apparently, Dave Skylark will be interviewing the dictator of North Korea. 100 bucks. Skylark thinks he's the guy from Gangnam Style. <laughs> Obscene glorification of a brutal dictator. This is a man who tortures, terrorizes, and starves his own people. Skylark is beneath Fuck despicable. Me? Meow. What a fucking <laughs> bitch, am I right? <laughs> no, you're not right. He's not being a bitch. He's completely right. He's motherfucking peanut butter and jealous. <laughs> He's not jealous. He's putting KY jealous all over his dick. <laughs> what is there to be jealous of? <laughs> fuck is haters because they ain't us. They hate us because we ain't us? What the fuck does an anus have to do <laughs> with this? They hate us because they ain't us. That's not what it is. Yes, it is. No, it's not. They hate us because we is us, and what we is doing is fucking terrible. <laughs> <laughs> fucking <laughs> they Stop us. saying that. They hate us because they ain't us. They don't hate us because they ain't us. They don't hate us because they ain't us. I'm used to it. They hate us because they ain't us. Stop it. Stop, Stop it. Don't say it again. Maybe. Hater's gonna hate. <laughs> and ainer's gonna ain't. That's not an actual thing. This is what you do to haters. 
I fucking love that They hate us because we is us. <laughs> yes. Once again, Seth Rogen just killing him with the straight man. He's like, no, they're right. They're like, they're not jealous at all. Oh, God. Ugh. Yeah, I, I, it's weird. I like Seth Rogen in that straight man role a lot. I yes. fucking hate Franco in this goofy role. Uh, but really he plays do. it so well. I guess, man. He ain't playing. He ain't playing. No, he ain't. But I like my Rogan this way. A, a, a little less like... <laughs> like oh, yeah. yeah. The this non-stoner. The non-stoner Rogan. You know? Yeah. Um, God, just like... Even the news clips are fun, though. They all make sense. And like, I really like what they do. Then Joseph Gordon-Levitt <laughs> the type him with the puppies. Yep. Oh, God. Um so good um so <laughs> hey, it's they hate. i don't know i fucking love that i love stupid like back and forths so uh you'll you'll realize mm-hmm. that um then uh for some reason dave does ecstasy and uh he, he just gives uh aaron one also and they get this insane party scene i don't understand why they did this unless they just i, I here's my conspiracy theory James Franco and Seth Rogen wanted to have a party and they could write it off by doing this as a scene in the movie. I guess, man. This could be. It felt like one of those scenes that like didn't need to be there. You know, yeah. super super gratuitous, didn't advance the plot. Yeah, no, no. It's like I said, it's like I think they just wanted to have a party and have it paid for by the studio. So, <laughs> yeah, like, let's make this scene. Um, so, the next morning, um, they wake up and they're you know the door's being knocked upon and Aaron uh, gets up and there's uh, agents Lacey and Botwin at the door and I think um, I don't know why but Lizzie Kaplan they're like can we get a Zoe Deschanel or a Kat Dennings type <laughs> but we don't have How that big of a budget said, can we get a Lizzie Kaplan type because I don't know why she reminds me of those two other women um, anyways she's been around longer than both of them so I don't know about all that well, she was in Freaks and Geeks. That was a long time ago. Yeah, but uh, and that's our connection to Franco and Rogan. Zoe Deschanel was in big trouble, and that's our connection to Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. All right, so yeah, no, I just I don't know why. Whenever I see them, the three of them are interchangeable to me. They can all be the same person, <laughs> and all of them can get it. <laughs> uh, so. Dave um, immediately has been attracted to Lacey and she's telling him the reason for her visit. She knows that they're going to North Korea and she would really like, or the CIA would really like if they could take him out. And I love the confusion, like take him out for a drink. But this is also, it went on too long. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. Killed. They beat the shit out of that joke. Yeah, yeah, no. Like they beat the living shit out of it, and they should have. St- yeah, it was just too much. But I, you know, it was funny, but it was just. Yeah, too I can agree. Much. Like they could have cut like twenty minutes of jokes out of this movie and still been yes, fine. At least <laughs> I, I am a hundred percent on board with you there. Um, it's gratuitous use, and it does make me laugh, but it did not need to be there. Um, so basically, they're they're saying that you know you know there's there's some rumblings around North Korea that like. They don't want him there either, so we can kind of, you know, help them out, help us out, you know. And uh, I got this next scene, and this this is a longer clip just because it like it carries over, but it starts with with Aaron realizing immediately what's going on, 
Um, and then it carries into like Dave figuring out what's going on and then just having this hilarious monologue that I just can't help but play. So here we go. I think we need to do this. She is so cool. You don't see what's happening and it's so obvious. It's crazy, what? man. They're honeypotting us. What? <laughs> it's an attractive spy woman who lures men into doing shit they're not supposed to do. How can you not see that? Because that is so sexist. Is it? <laughs> this is 2014. Dude, women are smart now. Do you actually think she just so happens to have everything you find attractive? Bangs, giant tits, glasses. They're fake, man. Fake? Glasses? How could the CIA come up with such a thing? Well, that poor girl is blind as a bat. <laughs> I'm just saying that when we're on Molly and when we're horned up, might not be Horned up? Time. You are horned up. Oh, please. You're gonna have a fucking jump right now. Take your hands away. Mm -mm. I saw the boner. I'm not taking my hands away. Move your fucking hands. Fine. You wanna see it? Yeah. Feast your eyes. Okay, here's what's gonna happen. I'm gonna go poop out these drugs. You're gonna go jerk off these thoughts. If we both still wanna talk about this afterwards, then we can. Not until then. Dave Skylar never backs down from a jerk off. <laughs> <laughs> that Joe doesn't back down. In three days, you will fly from New York to Beijing, where you will transfer to a commercial airline that takes you directly to Pyongyang. I'm sorry, this is completely unrelated, but um, what happened to your glasses? <laughs> mm. Oh, I, I got LASIK. Between the time I saw you and now. Yes. Okay. Now, our intelligence suggests that you will be taken here to Kim Jong-un's personal compound. So, preceding the interview, you are going to shake Kim's hand, administering a fatal dose of poison with this, a transdermal time-delayed ricin strip. When you shake his hand, the poison will be absorbed into his skin where it metabolizes for a 12-hour period. Nobody will have any idea you two were involved. No one will know. The United States must maintain total and complete deniability. Total deniability? Obviously. This is what I picture. What did you picture? I walk in there like a fucking gangster and blow his little fucking ass away on television. This is a major television event. You don't want to blow it with an off-screen death, okay? Look, in porno, we call this the money shot. You don't have a bunch of dudes going at it. And then right before they finish, you cut to black and say, oh, don't worry, 12 hours later, they came all over each other? Right? No! You want them all over close-up, all over his face. The end. Ah. Bam! What kind of porn are you watching? What happens when all of his guards start firing back at you for killing their leader right in front of them? My bulletproof vest. No, you don't have a bulletproof vest. You don't have one of those. I will dodge those bullets. What happens after you escape the compound, Dave? I look back over my shoulder. I see Aaron. I grab him by the hand. We run out into the woods. Perhaps there's a secret tunnel there. Mm -hmm. We exit said tunnel at a designated spot. SEAL Team 6 swoops in, puts us on one of those inflatable motorboats. We hit the waters. We're out of there on our way to you. If you did try to do this, what would kill you first? Sub-freezing temperatures. I don't like the cold. Okay. We Starvation. Are... Starve to death. You tell me the CIA doesn't have North Face jackets and some pirate booty? Mm. Captain Crunch? What about Siberian tigers? Did you think about that? What? You're not going to shoot him. There's not going to be a bulletproof vest. And nobody is going to know that you had anything to do with this. That's it. That's the plan. Period. Okay, two years later, I come out with my best-selling tell-all <laughs> in Unexpected Journey, Dave Skylark's Adventures in North Korea. 
You can't write a tell-all. You were in the oddly shaped gray room at the CIA headquarters. <laughs> the titillating Agent Lacey. Stop doing that. Why? There's no tell-all. There's no <coughs> tell-all, Agent Lacey said. She looked at him. She trembled with rage. Or was it passion? Stop it. I just want everybody to know that I know what you did to me. What? With the glasses, honeycombed me. What does that even mean? You honeypotted him. It's honeypot. You honeypotted. You honeypotted. Uh, him. No, I didn't. He said a lot of stupid shit in the last ten minutes, but for reals, you did honeypot him. I bet you got him in here as a honey dick just in case I'm gay, but I'm not. But if I was, I would have seen him coming a mile away. You honey dicking? Look, she's not honeypotting you, and I'm not honey dicking him. It's very offensive because basically, if you think about what you're saying to me, you're saying because I'm a girl and because I'm attractive, my only use for this agency would be to manipulate men. I think it's offensive too, and that's exactly what. I said to Aaron, I said, that bitch is blind as a bat. <laughs> Please move on. We have a dictator to kill. Oh, that was long. It's so funny. Plus, it comes back in a big way. Like, literally everything he said. Oh, yeah, that's the movie. We can wrap the episode up now. Yeah. He basically just told us the rest of the movie. Uh-huh. Oh, God. So, they go from this scene. Right, oh, right here is where the the franco shtick just <laughs> it just ran its course for me like i hit the wall with it now i'm done like now it's all just too much oh for me yeah. this is where it got good i'm like because it's the same shit for the rest of the whole movie but i, I love think it. that's where my problem with it is is that is just i he filled my cup this uh, fucking uh -oh. fast and now what's what's that <laughs> behind you doug it's got four legs and it's walking around and and it's got Stripes. Nope, she snuck out. Ah. There you go. Well, uh. there's been a war tonight because my, apparently I'm disturbing my son, Tim, my son Dan, who lives across the hall. You know, Dan in real life. What? Dan in real life. Yes, Dan in real life. So he keeps closing my door behind me. So he either traps the cat out or traps the cat in, and that's fucking annoying. To the cat. For the cat and for me, because then I got to go open the fucking door. But it's like. <laughs> This kid's 23 years old. He's acting like he's 92 and I'm disturbing him. That's funny. Fucking you know. um, Anyway. So, Sorry, that was also, that was a little peek behind the curtain, ladies and gentlemen. I'm not going to lie. You guys did laugh a lot during that too. So no, no, no. I, it is, I, it's I so fucking hilarious. You know what? It's because tonight during the episode, I've only heard the clips. Oh, okay. You don't see his face. I haven't watched the whole thing. There you go. Um, so, so they get into this, like, this scene where they're they're basically teaching him how to put on the poison and how to shake a hand. He accidentally sneezes and slaps himself in the face to, with it. Um, they want him to put it in this bag that he he just says, no, I'm, I would never have this bag. Which I love that fashion's the thing he like draws the line at. Yeah. Um, and it, that Kim Kim would figure it out. Yeah, he knows, he knows I have good taste like in that. fashion. I would never yeah. wear this bag. This is, come on. <laughs> <laughs> what do I look like? Some kind of Bulgarian here. <laughs> um, so uh, I like when he walks out with this like really flamboyantly paisley designed bag. Um, and somebody yells at him about like, are you going to like basically kiss his ass? And he goes, no, I'm going to give him something with my hand. <laughs> yeah. And so I was like, why? Why the fuck did you say that? What's wrong with you? Just get in the fucking car. Uh, you can tell like he's even getting tired of the Franco stick at this point. Well, I think so. And I think you could tell because like the Rogan character called, uh, you know, we've already talked about it, he calls him out at every turn. So I, it, it's almost like 
Goldberg and Rogan wrote it yeah. knowing that they were going over the top with Franco's role and they had to fucking yeah, rein it in. I can see that. Even like on screen within the dialogue. I can definitely see that. Like we got to dial this back a little bit. Uh, I also just love what I think of the reason I like the Franco role is how irritated everybody else gets at him. Like, <laughs> I think it's just like, cause like it's, it's not that he's funny is that everyone else be reacting to him is funny. Yeah. Um, all right. So the two travel to North Korea now, um, they get to an airport and there's other people on the plane, which is really weird because when they get off, it's just the two of them. <laughs> um, apparently they're near the capital of city of Pyongyang. Um, which I'm pretty sure it's how it's pronounced. And it has this giant evil, like fucking pyramid building it looking in it. It really looks like a death, like what the, the death star would look like if it was a real building. Do you know what that yeah. is? Isn't it like they're, it's a real building. Yeah. No, it's, it's a real building and it was a no, fucking no. hotel that oh, was built right. and never finished. And it's been abandoned since the nineties. It's just there and empty. It's yeah. never been used. It looks oh, fucking wow. like so sketchy when you look at oh, it. Oh yeah. No. Yeah. It's I'm exactly- sure it's been used for something. It's called the ugliest building in the world. Wow, I've seen the I four I like that's its nickname. <laughs> I've seen that too, but the 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 that pyramid building's pretty fucked up. It looks like something you see in like um what was that twenty forty nine uh Oh Blade Runner twenty forty nine. You're absolutely right. Yeah. The Tyrell Corporation. That's the new headquarters. <laughs> or in the fifth element, that's like where those weird like fucking yes. turtle robots live. Yes. No, that that's that's true. That's true. Um they 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 get there and there's a giant crowd at the airport and they do this weird fucking like ceremony where Sook uh, talks about how they're welcome to be there and then of course James Franco is James Franco. <laughs> yeah, we same same different face but we same same, and it's really <laughs> uncomfortable. Oh um, yes, it is. As they're driving through the city, uh, they bring up some of the rumors they've heard and of course Sook like corrects them. No, no, these these rumors are here, but I, I want to show you the truth. And they drive by a supermarket and see a little fat kid standing out front. And the supermarket looks kind of like convincing, I guess, if you're at the right angle. Um or yeah. blind. But um, yeah, and they got this kid holding a novelty giant lollipop. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh and then like, you know, um, it just kind of looks like everything's normal in this place. It doesn't look like, oh, well, I expected this to be this great famine, depression type place, but things look, there's a fat kid right there. Um, which I, I love how a fat kid is the determination of some place is successful or not. Yeah, it's, that's prosperity. Yeah. Although, prosperity in abundance. I could have sworn we just had this argument a couple episodes ago where I said that and someone yelled at me for saying that, no, the poor people are fat now. Well, that's true. Poor people are overweight because they're poor and they can only afford to eat fast food. So So. maybe, I don't know. I know. Well, again, it's also, this is, this is Kim Jong-un's idea of prosperity is showing a fat kid. That's true. Cause I mean, he's pretty fat himself, (laughs) but this is all fucking real. Like these fake, fake grocery stores and shit. Like that's the way it is. They invite people there to show like journals to show them things and they show them all this like fake shit. Yeah. This is a hundred percent (laughs) real. They, they bust people in to be the customers while they're there and stuff. It's like way fucked up. Oh yeah. Um, they then go to Kim's palace outside of the city, which just this massive fucking like concrete building. Um, and they get introduced to officers Ko and you, um, 
and the, you starts looking through the bag and immediately finds the gum pack that Dave decided to hide the poison <laughs> in. Like it's the only thing he finds too. They, they don't care about anything else but this like pack of gum. And then he pulls off the strip, which doesn't even look like a piece of gum, and sticks it in his mouth. Um, I like. Gum I like. Tastes like shit. This gum tastes like. Well, spit it out. Get it out right away. <laughs> like, they're fucking panicking and flipping out. Um, and they they get escorted to their room, which they decide to you know actually be smart and scan for listening devices. Which I guarantee there were listening devices in that room. There's no way there weren't. No, I know. I know. Yeah, that's the most unbelievable thing in this entire movie is that <laughs> they had some <laughs> sort of privacy in North Korea. I kind of agree with you. Yeah, you're right. Um, but uh, at this point they they have to tell uh they have to tell Lacey that they lost the strip, and of course you know. She expected this, it seems like, almost a little bit. Like, because they're incompetent. Like, this is, you're not sending your A team over here. You're, you're sending the suicide squad, basically. <laughs> um, so we get this little montage of the CIA creating a new strip and putting it in a drone to send out there and launch. Um, at this point, you know, Aaron's told he has to go outside and retrieve this because if Dave or if Aardvark dies, or Dung Beetle dies, then the whole mission doesn't even fucking matter. Which makes sense. Um, yeah. how, however, I don't believe he would have been able to get outside because there would have been cameras outside of that building just like there would have been listening devices inside of that room. Also, they have Bluetooth earpieces for some reason. I don't understand this. <laughs> <laughs> like, those would have been found. Um, anyways. Uh, you know, uh, D- Dave's going outside and I love our... Yeah, Aaron's going outside and I love how like Dave's like telling him goodbye like I loved you man you were cool like, like fuck you I'm not gonna die <laughs> um, and he drops him out of this fucking like super high fall uh, and we get him crawling across the ground and then the scene that I just fucking I don't know why I find the scene hilarious um, comes on and uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna play the scene about uh, what's what maybe stalking him and then maybe what he has to do to uh, secure the package out there what do you mean there's something out there what is it can you zoom in on that what do i do come on are you seeing this zoom in on that thing what is that there's something crawling towards aardvark what the fuck what is it talk to me i'm seeing four legs connected to one body what the fuck are you seeing i'm not seeing anything dog big dog like big dog it's like clifford size we're talking falcor in the never-ending story <laughs> it's like a dragon dog this is like a dragon dog <laughs> What am I looking for? I don't know. It's like a big dog. It's orange. It's got stripes. It's like a big orange stripey dog. There's a tiger. It's a fucking tiger. It's a fucking tiger. Yes. A tiger. You fucking led my friend into a tiger patch. Well, I told you there were tigers there. You guys are very unhappy right now. Look. It's really dark out there. He probably doesn't see you. Oh, it fucking sees me. <laughs> it, ha- it has night vision. It's night vision? That tiger has night vision goggles. It doesn't have night vision goggles. It just naturally has night vision. Listen, <laughs> just keep the line clear, dumb beetle, please. Our park is in trouble. What do I do? Talk to me. Talk to me. He didn't want it to come to this. But you're gonna have to fight that tiger. No, do not! Do not fight the tiger! Do not be a gentleman. You go right for the fucking balls. I don't see its balls. Do not fight the tiger. You will lose. If that's a girl tiger, you gotta cut butt that bitch. <laughs> Shut the fuck up. Cut butt that fucking bitch.
Rich, please tell me you know that that's a stupid idea. Please, <coughs> please don't fight with the tiger. You make a run for it. Do not run for it. You will die. It's Are you inside the tiger? Are you okay? <laughs> Did you have the package? That was funny. I think the package just killed the fucking tiger. Fantastic. You have to secure the package. The <laughs> fucking package. <laughs> He's got the package. He has the package. I got it. What do I do with it? Aardvark, there are people coming. You have to act now. Secure the package. Secure the package. What do I do with it? <laughs> They're going to see it. They're going to see it. You've got to hide that little missile. I have to hide it somewhere. Where the fuck do I hide it? <laughs> what do I do with it? What do I do with it? <laughs> what if you hide it in your butt? <laughs> I don't want to stick it in my ass. you got to put it in your butt, Aardvark. Come on, please tell me you don't stick this thing in my ass. Okay, uh, you're right. Just, just give us one second to come up with a better plan. Isn't there anywhere else I could secure it? I think he should put it in his ass. We don't have a better plan. You're going to have to stick it in your ass. No! 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 I've never done that! I've been there before. It looks huge. That tiger blood will lubricate it. This will mess up my asshole! Artbark, there, there are people there. They are closing in on you. They have guns. You need to secure the payload, and you need to secure it in your ass. Okay, fine. Just listen to the, to the soothing tones of my voice. Just breathe. It's cold. Just let everything go loose. Oh, I don't like it. Tip is, it's the worst part. Trust me. The tip of the package is secure. Come on, that thing is in his butt. Owie! Owie! You are almost in the end zone, Hardbark. Just take it home. Yeah! <laughs> the package is secure. You are a hero. You are a goddamn hero. All right, they're coming. They're coming. I gotta go. Over and out. <laughs> it's so fucking funny. I also love how the entire time is just her getting irritated and telling fucking Dave Franco or James Franco to shut the fuck up. I know. Uh, I tell you, that's what it is. I think that's the whole reason I like him in this movie is because it's just people getting irritated at him. I think, I think, so I, I liken his character to Michael Scott in The Office. Oh, yes. That's mm -hmm. a great fucking analog. The, but, but the difference being is that I only have to take Michael Scott in 22 minute increments once a week. <laughs> Where it's like two hours of him, and it's a lot. But it's just, it just once becomes in a, life. a lot. Yeah. You know. But yes, he's Michael Scott because yep. no matter what anybody says, he'll just do what he wants to do. Correct. It has the worst ideas. And that's the end of it, right? Exactly. Yeah. And that and that's the end of it. So um, I'm gonna yeah. finish up the scene, and then we're gonna take a quick break here. Um, so the the soldiers collect Aaron and take him back to the room, and they're searching his entire room. And they strip him completely naked and find nothing. And um, at one point, he waggles his dick at them. Hey, is this what you want? Is this what you want? <laughs> um, and uh, they leave him be. 
At which point he does retrieve the package from his butt. And this thing is fucking huge. It has little fins yes. on it. Yeah. He's going to need to see a proctologist when he gets back to America. Even, even Skylark is shocked at the size of it. Yeah. Now, when he opens it, he does find there are two strips in there in case he, they fuck up again. Yeah. Um, but he only gives one of them to Skylark. He keeps oh, it yeah. himself. Because he knows. Yeah. And at this point, there's a knock on the door. And we will find out who's at that door when we come back. Hey guys, we've got to that point in the show where we need to start depending on listeners like you to help keep this thing going. What are we, fucking PBS? Oh yeah, you know it. I'm LeVar Burton. I wanted to be LeVar. Fuck. All right. I caught it first. I'm yeah, hosting we... Jeopardy. <laughs> are you though? Listen guys, we, we need your help uh, to help keep the lights on as they say. Uh, we are launching our Patreon for Masters of the Cinematic Universe. Yes. Yes. And we have uh, different tiers that you can sign up for and pledge to, just like PBS. Um, you get some different real cool gifts and prizes and merch, uh, depending on the tier that you sign up for. Oh, we got all the tiers. Oh, yeah. In you fact, can either be a friend it, of the show, a oh. friend with benefits... Ooh. We just we could start to get serious, or you could just put a ring on it already. Yeah. Ooh, damn. And if you uh, if you exceed that amount, uh, you know we'll send you some not safe for work picks if, if you want. <laughs> it's not safe for your eyes picks in my case, but not safe for anything right. picks. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, guys, check out uh, Patreon.com/slash/MOTCU. Uh, take a look at well, all the different tiers that we're offering. Lots of cool. Uh, swag coming your way from stickers to t-shirts to getting to pick the film that we uh, talk about. Yeah, The yeah. tiers started at a dollar. A dollar a month. Come on, what? folks. That's it? Yep. One buck to get in on that on that number one tier. And All with right. that, you even get the live chat with us anytime you want, as well as a shout out on every episode. Right. So, come on. That's less than a cup of coffee a month. Jesus, what a steal. Yeah, guys, right? check it out. Again, patreon.com slash M-O-T-C-U. And then enjoy this week's movie.